The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I am so thrilled you are able to join NUMA podcast today. The key text for this podcast is the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. I will say this, because these experiences I had were so tremendous, God was afraid I might be puffed up by them. So I was given a physical condition which has been a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to hurt and bother me and prick my pride. Three different times I begged God to make me well again. Each time he said, No, but I am with you. That is all you need. My power shows up best in weak people. Now, I am glad to boast about how weak I am. I am glad to be a living demonstration of Christ's power instead of showing off my own power and abilities. Since I know it is all for Christ's good, I am quite happy about the thorn and about insult and hardships, precautions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. The less I have, the more I depend on him. Please join me as we bring this podcast to the Lord. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for your loving kindness and for the privilege you have given to me to bring this word before your people. Lord, I ask today that you will inspire the sound of my voice so that as many that will listen to this podcast will be blessed. All of this, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of this podcast is Living with the Thorn in the Flesh. Living with the Thorn in the Flesh. 
Last week, I shared on Numa Podcast issues bordering around having peace in a broken place. In this episode, I want to focus on something similar, hence the title today, which again is Living with Thorn in the Flesh. Brothers and sisters, we have been damaged, so damaged by many kinds of gospels out there. Many of these gospels centers around the fact that as a child of God, there can be no life-threatening challenges and if ever there is one, we are compelled by these pre-programmed gospels to think that we must have done something wrong to incur God's wrath or God's annoyance. They said, you are poor because you have sinned or you are carrying some ancestral curses which must be exercised before you can make progress in life. And you believe them. You have no job because God must be angry with you because you do not pay your 10% or something must be wrong with you. That is the reason you are unmarried today. Let me tell you today that while some of the problems we have may be self-inflicted or the result of wrong decisions we made at some point in our lives, they are in most cases not true. This is because the fact that you are a Christian does not automatically exempt you from life's problems, even if you think you are righteous. Hear this. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6 We are all messed up like a person compromised with impurity. Even all our right efforts are like soiled rags. We are drying up like a leaf in autumn and are blown away by wrongdoing. Our key text today and that is 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 to 10 presents us with a very vivid example of how a truly righteous person can be made deliberately to live with a thorn in the flesh that refuses all solutions. The Apostle Paul, who was undoubtedly an upright man, I like to refer to him as one who was totally sold out to the mission of God on this side of eternity whose work still command great followings and respect today. However, despite all these moral laurels, he was not spared of troubles which he called thorn in the flesh. Let me ask you, my brother and my sister, if Paul, the apostle, had a thorn or thorns in his flesh, what made you assume that you too could not have a thorn or two in your flesh? What make you think that your pastor or spiritual director would be exempted from any form of thorns in the flesh? Think again. Come with me now as we explore this exceptional aspect of our lives as followers of Jesus Christ. When the word thorn is used figuratively, it could be a person or a thing or a situation in our lives that is a repeated source of irritation and could be problematic if not surgically removed. 
Unfortunately, as long as we live on this side of eternity, we are bound to exist concurrently with one form of thorn or the other. Sometimes, it is so easy to assume that because of our supposed piety, we will be exempted from living with our own very thorn in the flesh. Thorn cannot be taken from the flesh through the education we have, through riches or other means of surgery. Always remember, brothers and sisters, that however much we strive for certain things, they sometimes are not meant to be, and in this case, the thorn that the grace of God allows in your flesh may be there to stay until the end of time for you. Thank God we are well informed in the Bible. Revelation chapter 21 verse number 4 says this, he will wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, nor pain. All of that has gone forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. The purpose of the thorn is to constantly remind us of the ephemerality of this world. It is there to help us depend on God who created us. Imagine, brothers and sisters, if everything in this world was all rosy. Why would we dream of a better world than this? But the pains we have, like illnesses, troubles, trials, and temptations, are the signs that this is a failing and a dying world already. As you reflect on this podcast today, I want you to stop for a moment and think about what heaven will look like. Imagine an existence without illness, trouble, trials, and temptations. Brothers and sisters, that is the kind of world I want to be in. That is the kind of world I'm looking forward to. No wonder John the Revelator was wowed by the revelation he received on the island of Patmos. He saw what was to come to all those in love with Jesus Christ and could not wait and said, that's Revelation chapter 22 verse 20. He who has said all these things declares, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come Lord Jesus. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. John couldn't wait. Despite the thorn in his flesh, John was boiled in the oil and then expelled from Rome to the island of Patmos. Yet he was in that shape to be able to say to Jesus, Come even now, come quickly, come right away. All of these sufferings could not impact on the disposition of Brother John's faith in Christ Jesus, and this brings to live what the Apostle Paul was saying to the church in Rome. Please read with me uh, from the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39. Here's what it says. Who then can ever keep Christ's love from us? 
when we have trouble or calamity, when we are hunted down or destroyed, is it because he doesn't love us anymore? And if we are hungry or penniless or in danger of threatened with death, has God decided us? No. For the scriptures tells us that for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment of the day. We are like sheep awaiting slaughter, but despite all this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us enough to die for us. For I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't and life can't. The angels won't and all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today, our worries about tomorrow or where we are high above the sky or in the deepest ocean, nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died for us. Wonderful. What a promise, what a strength, what an encouragement today. You see, my brothers and my sisters, we have much to live for. I may not know your own thorn in the flesh today, but I sure understand that many of us are living with a thorn or two in our flesh, but thank God for his mercies and for his grace. Though the thorn in the flesh of brother Paul was a constant source of pain that he wanted very much to go. However, God continued to let him understand why he had thorn in the first place. Listen, God's word says, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 20. For God has bought you with a great Price. So use every part of your body to give glory back to God because he owns it. Now from this passage, we know that we have been bought by God for himself and for his use and for his purposes. Therefore, anything that will attempt to steal us or our destiny with Christ would not be allowed, tolerated, and that is why God wants us to look up to him and to be totally dependent on him. The thorn in Paul's flesh was intended to keep him from the feeling of self-importance because of the special revelations he received that might otherwise give him a reason to boast. I remember many years ago as a seminary student, a couple, both of them pastors, whose child was very ill. They secretly sent their ailing child to a hospital without the members of their church knowing. These couples had fasted for 40 days as is the norm in some African countries to demonstrate their spiritual prowess. Still, those spiritual exercises did not bring healing to their child. 
but because they did not want their over-dependent members to think less of them, they hid the truth from them instead of coming out clean. Because God knows us more than we know ourselves, He provides in our lives a damage control mechanism by permitting what Brother Paul referred to as the messenger of Satan. Importantly, like the case of Job, and you find the story in Job chapter 1. In particular, Satan had the permission from God to inflict on Job pains, troubles, trials. And that's how it was with Brother Paul as well. Satan, by Paul's own admittance, was given permission to inflict Paul with pains, or what he called the thorn in the flesh. And Paul recognizes the sovereignty of God in all this and asks God to let the pain go. But God's answer, though not favorable, was simple. Paul said in verses 8 and 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, three different times I begged God to make me well again. Each time he said, no, but I am with you. That is all you need. My power shows up best in weak people. Clearly, God made his intentions known to Paul, not because God is not powerful enough, but because he wanted to teach his cherished servant a life of dependence by him living with a thorn in his flesh. We may not be able to diagnose or know what exactly it was that was the thorn in Paul's flesh. In spite of the fact that there are so many suggestions out there, one thing is sure, we should be grateful to God that we are not told what that particular thorn in the flesh was for Paul. This is because God did not call us to know, but to trust and to obey him. It is that simple, to obey his commands. And as a writer once wrote, trust and obey, for there is no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, inasmuch as we should rejoice in our thorns in the flesh, we must also ensure that our thorns are not the express results of sinful activities. Once the thorn in our flesh comes as a result of our recklessness, then God is no longer glorified in us and we become instead a disgrace to the reason Christ came as our actions would discredit the gospel we represent. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 15 to 16 succinctly puts it, Don't let me hear of your suffering for murdering or stealing or making trouble or being a busybody and prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being in Christ's family and being called by his wonderful name. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, let me remind you today as I conclude this message that living with the thorn in the flesh 
It's not the sign of weak faith in God. Instead, it is a sign that you are valued, trusted, and loved by God, and He wants to keep you closer to His side, both now and eternally. And always remember this. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9b says, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Let me invite you again to join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you once more for this time with my brothers and my sisters. I pray God that as many that have listened to Numa podcast will be blessed. And Lord, I also pray that those who may be listening to Numa podcast today that may have one thorn or two in their lives. Let, O oh God, your grace be sufficient as you said to Paul the apostle and also may they come to understand that this thorn in the flesh is not a sign of your hate for them but instead that they are there so that they will know that your presence is important and that they can depend upon you help us father as we walk this walk with you and i seal this prayer in the precious name of jesus christ amen
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.